0: Good morning, I'm Chale, and welcome back to After Hours, the one-man, or in my case, the one-woman show where we talk about real-world issues after hours. Today we'll be talking about China's revolution and the mass genocide that hides behind it. china has been going through conflicts for generations now and what's interesting is that the conflict started between one of china's most powerful leader and he goes by the name of mao zedong all right and he was a communist leader who represented the people's republic of china up until 1949 according to science po um, he gained a leadership role and not too long after that a civil war took place And it was between the Communist Party and the Nationalist Party, and it all tragically happened immediately following World War II. Now, these two sides have been at it for each other since the 1920s, so at this point, they were just waiting for someone to initiate what was to come. And it was a true tragedy. of people were murdered, sacrificed, and tortured as a result, and so corruption not only occurred in China, but at one point it led to Japan and even the US government was involved. But why were the people under such tyranny, and how did everything continue to spiral out of control? So let's break it down. A war known as the Red Terror, which lasted from August to December of 1966, was the first of many wars that occurred under Mao's ruling, and it all started with a political campaign. Now, this campaign, according to Science Poe, was initiated to, quote, sweep away all cow demons and snake spirits, end quote. And this was implied to what was referred to as the five black categories. And the categories consisted of landlords, rich peasants, um, capitalists, teachers, intellectuals. And so his intentions were initially to take two forces, whether that be in or outside the party and have them fight off his enemies in his honor while also supporting his political idealisms. And so this caused rebellion in China's youth specifically, um, and that started in Beijing schools. And it wasn't like little school fights either, they spreaded mass violence in campuses. The teachers were targeted, humiliated, beaten by their students, and even when news spread, Mao didn't address the issue. Instead, he felt rebellion was necessary and the victims who suffered were simply just collateral damage. And so within a month, the target of destruction shifted from campuses to society. And with the Minister of Public Security supporting Mao's attitude, ruthless mass killings and mass destruction began to spread like wildfire. I mean, the people committing these crimes, also referred to as the Red Terrors, ended up killing, according to Science Po, 100,000 people, across the nation just from June to October of 1966. And it was really just going to get worse from here. And so on Mao's 73rd birthday, which would be December 26th, 1966, he would issue an all-around civil war um, because of military involvement. And that led to armed conflicts just, just about everywhere. And we're talking grenades, cannons, guns, and other ammunition in the hands of regular civilians. Um, and you know, as a result, that year would be the first mass killing as a result of military force against unarmed civilians. And so January to December of 1967 is when the nation would be divided into their two parties, and that would be the rebels and the conservatives. The end goal of China's Cultural Revolution would not only be unleashing purge to Mao's rivals, but to create what was called New organ Power. Or a tyranny, basically, is what you could call it. And in January 1970, there would be a peak to his countless campaigns, um, all geared to one of his originals, known as the Cleaning of the Class Ranks. And that was meant to defend the Red Organs' power, and Science Po can account that one-eighth of China's population ended up being a victim of this campaign. In 1975, things would spiral even further out of control. He would order military troops to attack a Muslim in the Yunnan province. Um, And it wasn't just one person that got hurt, though. More than 1,600 unarmed civilians, including 300 children, with the elderly and sick fighting to flee, were killed. And people continued to be tortured, left for dead, and or killed after the invasion. And so... Up until September 9th, 1976, is when all this would occur, because that would mark the day that Mao would die in Beijing. Once again, according to Science Po. And so, a festival of grief would be held on April 5th, 1976, in Beijing Square. However, people unfortunately continued to die, even after this dreadful leader's death. The new Party Central, on February 22, 1977, would issue an order to kill any counter-revolutionaries who verbally attacked Chairman Mao and whoever else worked with him. And so that accounted for 44 famous politics being executed nationwide, um, as a result, according to Science Po. And so, I think what's so amazing about the story, though, is that even with the mass genocide, the mass destruction and killing that occurred inside their nation... The people kept their faith, and they definitely tried to rebuild what they had lost, but make it five times better. And so within just a year, 1978 post-Mao, the people became more free. They set production goals, put earnings aside for future investments. They tried to encourage good workers while getting rid of the bad ones. And by 1994, China would welcome foreign investment and accumulate nearly 100 billion U.S. dollars, according to IMF.org. However, this is still not the end of the story, and it's not the beginning either. Genocide has been happening worldwide for decades, generations, and it's as if each country has a form of genocide of their own. History continues to repeat itself because we never broke out of its cycle. Until we ensure a positive change, until we encourage growth, understanding, expose the truth for what it is, we'll just go back to our old ways. People shouldn't have to continue to suffer just because a person or a small group of people decide what they're worth. But nothing will ever happen if we aren't brave enough to take the action. Until next time on After Hours.